Hi there, and welcome to the How To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia Sarver, and I want to thank you for joining me today to listen to this episode on five tips for avoiding procrastination. Now, I know it's not just me. Procrastination is something that I think most of us struggle with. But when you work for yourself, I feel like it can hit us even harder. That's for a lot of reasons, but particularly because there's no one really watching what we're doing. We don't have to report to a boss or tell people what we've gotten done. So it can be really, really easy to spend the day doing things that aren't actually helping us grow our businesses. So I just want you to know that if you struggle with procrastination, it's not just you. Pretty much every client I have ever had has told me at some point that they struggle with focus, with figuring out what to do, and with, frankly, just sitting down to do the dang thing. So let's talk about in this episode five tips for avoiding procrastination. I hope these are helpful for you, and I would love for you to give them a try. Even if you've heard them somewhere else, just have an open mind and see if any of this might work for you so that you're getting the work done that you keep telling yourself is so important. Okay, are you ready? Let's get started. And speaking of getting started, that's actually tip number one. Tip number one is just start. I can't tell you how many times health coaches have told me that they are waiting for inspiration or they're waiting for the right setting or they're waiting for the right amount of energy. And I am here to tell you that that is not a good enough reason to avoid the work that you're doing. Here's the thing. We cannot wait for inspiration to strike. Inspiration often comes from doing something, not from waiting for inspiration to come. So whenever you're feeling like you are stuck and you are avoiding work, I want to encourage you to just start somewhere. It's kind of like when you clean your house. I don't know about you, but there are times when I'm like, oh, geez, what happened to this house? It's a mess. I have two kids. If you have kids, you know, that can happen faster than you would like it to. But I can't let myself get overwhelmed about every room being a mess. So I have to just pick a spot and just start. And what I find is that if I look around and I see, okay, what thing is bothering me the most, then I can start there. The same for your business. Take a look at your to-do list and see, what is the thing that I need to do? What is the thing that's bothering me most? Just pick one of those things and get it done. Now, you can try the Mel Robbins approach of counting down from five to one. She recommends counting down five, four, three, two, one, whenever you're stuck. And as soon as you get to one, you have to just get up and go do the thing that you're avoiding. So that's one strategy. I've definitely used that strategy in my life before. And I have some clients who swear by it. You can also just choose one project to work on and set a timer using the Pomodoro technique. The Pomodoro technique is a time management technique that tells you to work in short bursts and take breaks in between. You can actually just Google it, Pomodoro, just like the tomato sauce. You can look for a timer online called Tomato Timer. You can check that out. It'll manage your Pomodoros for you. But try something that's going to give you a short time frame, that's going to give you a starting point, that's going to give you a reason to stop avoiding the project and just 
get it done. So tip number one is just start. Start anywhere. Just shift the momentum. Number two is to embrace mistakes. I have noticed that in the health coaching community, a huge reason why people avoid doing the work is because they're waiting for it to be perfect or they're waiting for their program to be perfect before they launch it. And here is the thing. Perfectionism is just another form of procrastination. And that's because there is no such thing as perfect. It doesn't exist. There is not a perfect time. There is not a perfect product. There is not the perfect moment. You just need to understand that you will make mistakes. And I find that just acknowledging that, okay, what I'm putting out there, it is not going to be 100% perfect, but it's going to be pretty darn good. And I'm going to go ahead and put it out there anyway. I really want to encourage you to do that for a couple of reasons. The first and most important reason is that if you cannot learn from your mistakes, then you are never going to learn anything. You're never going to launch the product. You are never going to launch your business. And I don't want that for you. That's going to feel terrible. So I want you to instead challenge yourself to release something that isn't 100% perfect and remind yourself that that isn't a thing anyway. It can be helpful to remember that what you're putting out into the world is just version 1.0. Think about your phone or your computer. The very first cell phones that we all had look nothing like the cell phones that we have now. I mean, do you remember how big the first cell phones were? Do you remember flip phones? If the creators of cell phones had waited for those phones to do every single thing that they do now, they never would have released them. And they never would have learned what colors do people like? What apps do people like? What works on this phone? What doesn't work on this phone? They had to put their product on the market to learn how to improve the product. And the same is true for the programs that you're putting out there. And the same is true for the business that you're putting out there. So don't forget, You can always put version 1.0 out onto the market. And then when you learn where you'd like to improve it, where you'd like to shift it, then you can put it out again. You can put out version 2.0. This is just like what the phone producers do. They also put out software updates all the time and we just do it. It's become normal. So don't feel like you need to have an absolutely perfect product when not even Apple or Google can do that. So give yourself permission to embrace mistakes. Now, the third tip that I have for you on avoiding procrastination is for you to change your scenery. I want you to go work from somewhere different. I find that working at home is incredibly challenging because there is always something to do at home that has nothing to do with my work, but it is something that needs to get done. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, my house needs to get cleaned, my laundry needs to get done, my dishes need to get done, the lawn needs to get mowed. And if I have those things in front of me when I have a project that's feeling challenging or a project that maybe I don't want to do, it is so easy for me to get distracted and just absolutely procrastinate on my work. And who can blame me? I think this is true for most of us. If there's a way for us to be distracted, we're going to go ahead and grab it. 
I also find that this can happen in my office. I actually rent an office away from my house for the exact reason that I was just mentioning. I am so much more successful at getting things done when I'm in my office. But even in my office, I can sometimes struggle. And that looks like me scrolling Facebook or searching for vacation packages or looking at house listings, even though I'm not planning on buying a house. It's doing basically anything but what needs to get done. So I have found that deciding one thing to get done, one project, and going somewhere else can make a huge difference. Often the somewhere else is going to a coffee shop I like. Sometimes it's going to a wine bar. Sometimes it's sitting in the park if it's a sunny day and bringing my sunglasses and my laptop. But if you find yourself struggling, struggling, struggling to get something done or to get started on something, try doing it somewhere else. Try putting yourself in a different situation. Even just try sitting at a different table in your home if you can't actually leave home. Try standing while you do it. But you want to just try to work from somewhere different. That is a strategy that I have found super helpful in beating my procrastination. Okay, tip number four for avoiding procrastination is to set realistic goals. Now, you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, how are my goals even related to procrastination? But trust me, they are. I talk to so many health coaches who set goals that are completely bananas coconuts. And what I mean by that is that they're not based in any type of reality. Now, listen, I love personal growth just as much as you do. And I also believe that what we say we can do is what we can do. However, there is also needs to be a modifier on that. Just because I believe I can fly doesn't mean that I can just start flapping my wings and I'm actually gonna lift off the ground and fly. This is what I see a lot of coaches doing with their programs. They set enrollment goals, they set financial goals that are just entirely out of reach. And even though we might be telling ourselves we believe it, even though we might be telling ourselves, well, I'm listening to this guru or that guru, if we know in our hearts that it's not realistic, we are not going to work very hard to get at it because it doesn't feel good to work toward a goal and fail. So one thing that happens is that when people try and try and never see success, of course they are going to start procrastinating. Of course they are going to start avoiding work. This only makes sense to me. I mean, it's entirely logical. So I want you to set goals that feel doable. I want you to set goals that feel reachable. Because the more you win, and the more you hit your goals, blow past your goals, the better it's going to feel and the more excited you're going to be to sit down to work every day. Okay, and that brings us to tip number five, which is the final tip of this podcast episode, which is to celebrate your wins. When you give yourself time to celebrate wins and actually take a break after a win, you're going to find that you aren't burning out as much. You're going to find that you're more likely to keep going. And you're going to find that the work that you're doing is far more satisfactory. Here's the thing. I do this. I am willing to bet actual money that you do this too. As soon as I reach a goal, I don't actually celebrate that much. I'm working on it. It's something that I really want to get better at. 
But what I do instead is I look ahead. I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next task? What's the next task? Even though I'm doing this uh, episode about procrastination, I'm actually kind of a workhorse. Like I can get a lot done. However, when I'm burned out, it is impossible to get me to do anything. And so one way that I, I avoid that, one way that I really try to protect myself against that feeling is by making sure that I'm celebrating the things that are going well. It's by making sure that I give myself a break. It's by making sure that I give myself an afternoon off or even a whole day off or even just an hour off to go for a walk in the sunshine. You need to give yourself some space to celebrate the work you've been doing, to acknowledge the work you've been doing, and to give yourself a little bit of room before you start again. Because if all you do is work, 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 well, pretty soon you're not going to want to work anymore. And that's something that I think is true for most of us. So let me just do a quick recap of these five tips for avoiding procrastination. Number one is just start. Start somewhere, start anywhere, just shift the momentum of what's going on for you. Number two, embrace your mistakes. Perfectionism is just another form of procrastination, so don't get trapped there. Number three, change your scenery and work from somewhere different. Shift something so that you can feel more motivated to get started. Number four, is to set realistic goals. This is so important so that you don't beat yourself before you've even started. Set goals that you can actually reach and that you actually do reach so that you can go to number five, which is celebrate your wins. Give yourself the time and space to recover from your efforts, to acknowledge your efforts, to celebrate them. Because if you don't, you're going to find that you're burning out. And burnout is so common in the coaching industry because we push and we push and we push. And I want you to give yourself more space to celebrate and acknowledge what you've already done. And that's it for today's episode. I really do hope that you found this episode on avoiding procrastination helpful. If you did, I would love it if you would be willing to like, follow, or subscribe this podcast, depending on where you're listening. Even better would be if you could leave me a rating and or a review. I do read all the reviews that come in. I have to tell you, they make my day every time. Because as you know, when you work for yourself, you don't get that much positive feedback. So every time one of you says, this helped me, this part was so valuable, it really means a lot to me. So I would appreciate it so much if you'd be willing to do that. And I will be back again next week with another episode. In the meantime, I would love, love, love to know if you have tried one of these, if one of these tips has helped you with your procrastination. You can find me on Instagram at The Confident Health Coach, or you can join my free community on Facebook, The Confident Health Coach Community. So just search that on Facebook and I will see you in one spot or the other. Thank you again for being here with me and I will see you soon.